Are you ready? Go. It's time, time to separate the men from the boys. boys. Get down to the business of sport right here on the world-famous Ginger's Perspective. Hello and welcome to Football 2 Plus 3, exclusive to the Ginger's Perspective. And what a weekend of football it has been. Super Sunday delivered lots of talking points as Everton held Liverpool to a one all draw and Manchester City well, 2-1 victors at Old Trafford. Mo, what did you make, firstly, of the Merseyside derby? Well, it was as expected, although the result doesn't, wasn't what we thought it would be. I found it weird that uh, Jurgen Klopp decided not to start Firmino and Coutinho. You know, those are his, that's his influential players. Why not start them? Why keep them on the bench? And then when he took off Mo Salah, that's when Everton got their penalty late on which is a bit of a softer penalty. I don't agree that it was, should have been. And, you know, Wayne Rooney, Mr. Confident at the moment, tucked it away. It was a bizarre move not to play Coutinho and Firmino from the start. I mean, Liverpool have, if, if not the most exciting attacking options in Europe right now. I mean, Mo Salah, he scored. He was fantastic. Great. Thanks for the fantasy points, Mo. Love your work. But in general... Their attacking options are fantastic. Mane, uh, Firmino, Coutinho, Salah, the list goes on. These guys going forward, you know, actually they shouldn't be worrying about resting or whatever. At the end of the day, this is a derby. This is a massive game. You've got to play your best side. Exactly. And you, you're playing up against an Everton team that you knew were going to set up defensively with Big Sam. He's going to go for defense. So what's the best way to break down defense? Is in attack. Move. With all your, uh, you know, your big name attacking players. Yeah, it was absolutely bizarre, and I have to agree with you. I think it was a soft penalty. Jurgen Klopp obviously had a sense of humor failure when uh, being interviewed on Sky Sports after the game. Let's take a listen to that rather awkward interview. For you, hundred percent not a penalty, or does Dejan Lovren? No, does he not need to make the decision? It's not a case of blaming him. Does he not need to make the challenge though? He doesn't make a challenge. Calvert Lewin makes a step in his thing, but there's, there's a, and his hands on the back. The hand is like this on the back. You saw it. If you think it's a penalty, then do it. Say it. Say it. It's a penalty in your opinion. Is it I a would, penalty uh, in your opinion? Okay. If you want my it, my opinion, doesn't matter. I would say soft. Obviously, my opinion doesn't matter as well. So, but of course, your opinion matters. Does it change anything? No, but we can't change Do anything in the interview, can we? Say so far, it's a penalty or not? I think it's soft, but I think it is a penalty. <laughs> so then we can stop the interview because I only want to talk to people who they have a little bit of understanding of football. Sorry, I'm really. I, I know you're angry, but there are people who played a lot of football matches in our studio who also think it's a penalty. Oh, then sorry, I'm wrong. You're all right. Yeah, and I take. I, I didn't say that. No problem. Yes, that's what you said. No, I didn't when say you were wrong. When all the people. Ah, when all the other people are right, then I must be wrong, right? No, just because. Can you isn't isn't it a game of opinions? Here, but do you have to fill five minutes or what? Or why do we talk? Well, obviously, I'm not in the mood to answer your question. Okay. And you don't have better answer, uh, questions, do you? Who wants to be a manager these days? Who wants to be a reporter interviewing grumpy managers like Jurgen Klopp was? But at the end of the day, one-one. His team, he has to live with the result now. There's not much he can do. He can't be sulking like a petulant child. Um, at the end of the day, where does this leave Liverpool, in your opinion? Yeah, 
and but the thing is, you know, the, the, this was their chance to to close the gap on Chelsea, because obviously Chelsea surprises by getting beaten by West Ham, and you know it would have given Liverpool a bit of a they they'd come into third place, and and obviously be a point clear of uh, of Chelsea, so you know, it's 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 a tough one. I think they will bounce back from it. Yeah, Liverpool have drawn Porto in the Champions League last 16 so that will also be tough but i think as you say jürgen klopp looks at this as an opportunity wasted and another two points gone a begging it's been liverpool's problem though for how long now mo but big sam did a job and he somehow has lifted his players and in particular a guy like wayne rooney who's lacking pace fair enough at the age of 32 but still cool calm under pressure and delivers the goals when it matters most no, definitely. He's still there's one man you want taking a penalty at Anfield, and that's Wayne Rooney. And uh, Big Sam has got the team sort of playing up there in the top ten already. And just the other day we were saying they in relegation zone, so it's just uh, phenomenal the impact he's had. Crazy to think that Champions League draw done today. Um, Manchester City they play Basel of Switzerland, Manchester United. They face a La Liga side, a Sevilla. So you can look forward to the English teams there. Chelsea up against Barcelona. And we'll get to that in a bit. But Chelsea slipping up against a resolute West Ham, it must be said. At the end of the day, David Moyes has clearly got West Ham believing that they can do a job and and get out of uh, trouble. Well, David Moyes is the football genius. But (laughs) it's it's most of our fault in in the result because we all went Eden Hazard, put him into our team. And that's the reason why it's the curse. Yeah, we did curse him. Two points. That's the only explanation because I dropped Harry Kane and put in Hazard. Ouch. Harry Kane scores two. Ouch. You know, he, he, he collects 12 points. If you had him as captain, that's 24. So, yeah, it's all our fault. I watched the the game and they still looked like they were creating chances, still had most of the possession, but just couldn't finish. And and I don't know, Conte's come out and said his players are tired. I mean, they look at nine games in December. Um, I think that's a valid argument. Not at all. I mean, last season they were they played the exact uh, amount of games, so and they were crowned champions. They went on this massive run. It's just you know they had a bad day at the office. You've got to accept it, and they came against a West Ham team that were that were up for it. And it's, it's it is a local derby, so they were ready for it. And you know, credit to David Moyes for pulling off one of the shock results from this weekend. Yeah, one nil to the Hammers, three invaluable points as they try to stave off slipping further into the relegation zone. Um, let's talk about the Manchester derby. Not many people expected Manchester United to um, to win that one, in all fairness. I know Manchester United fans had a sense of belief that you could do one over a City team who were, you know, stumbling, grinding out results like the old Fergie days with Manchester United. But City just proved they have a few more players who are better in positions than Manchester United did, and they used their opportunities. Well, when I looked at the starting eleven for United, I mean, I was I was actually excited because Mourinho went with his attacking players. You, you know, he didn't set up with six defenders and four midfielders or something like that. You know, he played Rashford, Martial, Lukaku, Lingard, all attacking-minded players. 
But when the game kicked off, it was like those players were playing with a handbrake on. They were being very cautious and not going sort of toe-to-toe with City. I mean, City were dominating the first half. Yeah. So, you know, I think it was more down to tactical. Mourinho went with, guys, be, let's be cautious. Let's not go gung-ho against them because they will hurt us. And that's not the right attitude. I mean, when you play against the top six, you know, a team that we could have closed the gap on, you know, play attacking football, let the players be free. And that was what City did. They played their natural game. They didn't change. Although later on, you know, Pep pulled off Jesus and went defensive when they got the goal, which is, you know, understandable because they're leading. Why, why, you know, sort of attack more? But man for man, City have better players than Manchester United. And that was the difference. It was the difference at the end of the day. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, but it also comes down to attitude. You know, if Mourinho is going to play safety first and, you know, try and contain Man City, it's going to be a tough one for United. And I think the fans are finding it difficult because that's not their style. The way City are playing is actually the, the old Man United style. A lot of uh, talking points from that game, including what Jose Mourinho believes should have been a penalty. Let's hear now from a, a rather irritable Jose Mourinho before we get into what they're calling the Milkgate saga at Old Trafford. Jose Mourinho talking to Sky Sports. Made a mistake, the referee made a mistake, which, which, can, uh, which can happen. Um, last season we had... Uh, a similar situation here against Man City. We were winning 2-1 and Mr. Klattenberg didn't see the penalty bravo on, on Rooney. And this one stays also for uh, for the game. It's a clear penalty. I'm sorry for, for Michael Oliver because I think he had, um, he had a good performance. And what do you think about that situation? Bearing in mind, you said, I feel that Manchester City players go down too easily. True. Yet, do you not, it's not almost ironic that your player is booked for diving. Okay. The referee is a human being. He tried his best. I think he was very committed to have a to have a good match, which I think he had, which I think he had. But he made one mistake that is a crucial mistake for the the result of the match. Penalty or no penalty? I don't think it was a penalty. I think Herrera dived to get it. But why is he focusing on that? Why not discuss the the, the chance that uh, uh, Lukaku hit? Straight at the keeper. And then they say, great save. It wasn't a great save. It hit the man in the face. Exactly. Come on. Either side of the goalkeeper, that's, that's a goal. He hits it straight. The boy is, you know, he's very short in confidence, if you ask me. Um, I think Mourinho needs to take, uh, he, has to get, he has to drop it. There's no two ways about it. In the next game, which is against Bournemouth at Old Effort, you've got to drop it. No, I disagree. I think you've got to just keep playing him until he finds his groove. The, no, the, the price tag is obviously weighing heavy on him now. And well, oh, and his boots. Has he got a new boot sponsor? I believe he was in talks with someone. I, I don't know the details. But uh, I don't think... I think he needs to be dropped, honestly, uh, to be able to get that confidence back, work hard at it. And if you're not performing... I mean, what's it? 13 games and he's got two goals. Whereas in his opening 10, he had 11 goals. It'd be interesting. That's, you know, that's something you have to think about. And he's got Zlatan behind him, you know, breathing down his neck. So I think uh, dropping the guy for a game or two will, will maybe work wonders for him. Keep hungry. I love Zlatan. I love the guy. Uh, I'm a huge admirer, but I think he's done. I really think he's passed his sell-by date for the Premier League. And United need to buy a striker in January and another playmaker because they miss Pogba big time. 
this weekend. Yeah, no, they did miss him. He was he was definitely missed. But uh, you know, you can't depend on one player. You, you've got to have guys that if he's not available or he's injured or whatever, that can just slot in and continue the the the, the progress. And I believe that this just you know proves the point that Man City will have this title wrapped up by January. Easy. One thing that wasn't a miss was the pint of milk thrown at Jose Mourinho. But that was probably, you know, po- uh, it was probably Lukaku aiming for <laughs> Pep Guardiola and ended up beating Jose Mourinho. Yeah, that's the kind of form he's in at the moment. I just like to say um, United are crying over spilt milk here. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that one. Um, but either way, you can't blame City. You go and win a derby at your main rival's home ground. You celebrate as much as you want to celebrate. They didn't break anything that I'm aware of, but, but Mourinho went point. there and said, oh, you guys are overzealous, over-celebrating. Mourinho, take a that's chill pill and be humble in defeat. That's the point. A smarter manager or someone like Fergie or something would say, tell his players, listen to that. They're making a big noise. You know what? Every time you go on a pitch, think about that noise so that we can hunt them down get that 11 points back. And that, that you should use it as, as a, a positive instead of walking in and telling them, guys, quiet and down, show some respect. Uh, I mean, if, if it were other way around, what, do, what would he do if they were at you know, the, the Etihad and United win? He'd be sliding Paulo De Canio style on that grass. Come on. He'd go rolling out on the field. Exactly. I mean, yeah, it's, I, I don't I don't agree with what he's done there. And it's one of his tactics, you know, deflection. He's of course. Created, he's created some sort of, you know, scenario that deflects away from the poor performance of some of the players. Let's talk about um, some of the other results very quickly before we get into our midweek action. Tottenham 5-1 over Stoke City. Did you see that coming? I did not. Eh? I, the signs were there, but I didn't, you know, read into it. I thought that Spurs at home at Wembley would would falter, but, you know, they didn't, and Harry Kane came to the party. Yeah, he did, and uh, racked up 12, I think, if you had him as a vice-captain, whereas yeah. Salah was 22 or 20, if I'm not sure if he was your captain. Anyway, Harry Kane, you've got to stick him back in the side. Uh, let's look ahead to some of the other things happening. Um, you've got City, Manchester City, away to Swansea, Liverpool host West Brom, Manchester United host Bournemouth, Tottenham host Brighton. I don't see major problems for, for the big teams there. Um, although Bournemouth might give you guys a run at Old Trafford. Or do you think that the fact of the matter is you're at home, you're licking your wounds, and you're going to put some punishment on uh, the cherries? I think that would be the ideal situation. But, you know, Eddie Howe also is a bit of a clever manager. And he, you know, tried to get his players to, to capitalize on this, the defeat that United... Uh, because it wasn't just losing... It was the ending their home record of 40-somewhat matches unbeaten and stuff like that. So he might just use that and, and try and get a result. And uh, Bournemouth might be up for it. Although Bournemouth should have been uh, on the receiving end. They should have lost at uh, Sellers Park. Christian Benteke ste- stepping up, missing a 93rd penalty. I mean, when... Give me a break. When it, you, know, you, you had someone come up, step up with confidence and score... So, yeah, a point there. But I think it'll be interesting. Uh, I do want to talk about Newcastle-Everton. I'm very concerned. It It should be because Newcastle are struggling. The lead in the 10th minute and end up losing 3-1. I mean, you saw that against Leicester. Play fantastic football for 25, 30 minutes. 
and then all hell breaks loose. Fine, was unlucky, Jose Perez, an own goal. I still think the match should have been a draw. Uh, I think Newcastle fought their way back nicely in that one. There are positives, but if Newcastle don't add in January, they will be scrapping for their lives come the end of the season. Mark my words, they really have to. And the thing is, if you know the likes of Swansea and West Ham keep on getting results, Newcastle are going to definitely be dragged back into that. They're going to be dragged into that relegation fight that they don't want. I think they're in it. 16th at the moment. They've lost uh, their last two. Uh, draw, well, they've actually lost their last five, drawn one. So below them, West Brom, West Ham, Swansea and Palace. Uh, although Brighton seem to be losing uh, at the moment, they're in a bit of trouble. Um, and Huddersfield Town broke a four-match losing streak with that win against Brighton. So it's going to be very interesting still. Quickly on the fantasy fronts, do we stick with Hazard? Do you whip him out? And what do you do this week, Mo? Well, considering Chelsea are away to Huddersfield this Tuesday, I'd keep him in the team because you know, they're going to be up for that game. Uh, they're not going to lose two games in a row against weaker opposition. So, you know, Antonio Conte will rile them up, get them playing in the right direction, and Hazard might be the, the X factor in that game. So I'd keep him. You might look into getting Wayne Rooney if you can't afford to get uh, Harry Kane. Yeah. He's, he's somebody that's... And, and you know that back four of Newcastle are a bit soft. So he might he might get a, a goal here and there. And if he's on penalty duty, who knows? Also, Rooney loves scoring against Newcastle United. Um, Harry Kane uh, has to stay. Well, if you can get Harry Kane because they're home to Brighton. Um, but Mo Salah's got to be on your side. You've got to have someone like Mo Salah who creates stuff from nothing. He is either going to give you assist or goals. That's a guarantee. And at home to West Brom, it's, it, you should be getting goals. Definitely. Uh, you know, uh, Jurgen Klopp doesn't uh, pull, hook him at the uh, 69th minute. Or doesn't start him. Oh, yeah, obviously. You might do that also. Who knows? Anyway, that's my uh, last comment. Thank you very much for listening. Remember to catch us on iTunes under the Ginger's Perspective, cliffcentral.com, and, of course, on csduplicy.co.za. Mo, your parting words? As always, be champions. There you have it. Hope you've enjoyed the show. More football coming quickly for you. Burnley, Stoke, Palace, Watford, Huddersfield, Chelsea on Tuesday, Wednesday, Newcastle, Everton, and a whole host of other fixtures. So lots of football to uh, look forward to in this week. It's the best time of the year. And I hope you're having a great festive season uh, as we just continue to see the best league in the world unfold. The drama is endless. Can't wait to see what happens this week. We'll chat to you again next time.